Welcome to the Love Sport Podcast. It's Paul and it's John. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well and uh, I, I do appreciate your polite inquiry. Thanks for asking. How about you? Uh, actually pretty good, yeah. I was looking forward to the pod tonight, mate. So um, lots to discuss, mate. If we can get through a fair few things tonight, we will we will do our best to cover a fair bit of uh, world sport. I'm looking forward to it. I've got to say that I left my computer at school, so... I'm doing 100%. I've got no idea what you're going to talk about. I don't know the games. I'm just going to find it out as we go. Uh, let's do it, mate. So we'll start off. We did an NFL podcast uh, a preview, so we'll go through that. I will have to collate our results, mate, because I think there was a mixed bag for us. Um, I think it would have been for everybody, wouldn't it, surely? There was a, some up and downs. Oh, my goodness, there was some up and downs. Well, started off uh, last Friday for us, Australian time, with the Lions getting over the Chiefs. Um, and in all honesty, mate, I, I know everyone's raving about the Lions, but have you seen as many simple dropped balls as what happened in that Chiefs game? I believe my words were no chance. They have no chance of going into Arrowhead and winning that game when they're unfilling that banner. So, you know what, though, Paul? Like, I mean, one of the things I, I find with NFL, and we say it all the time, is that depending on how people, the overall media narrative is on teams, then everyone either decides that it's kind of, it is, you know, oh, well, shoot the Chiefs. Wow. It can't be the Lions. You know, they play hard. They do play hard. And, and they're away from home. And their last two games, they went to Lambeau. And they stuffed us from making the playoffs. One of the hardest road trips you can do. And then he's gone there. So, got to give them their props. And, yeah, it'd be good if the receivers were catching balls. Well, mate, um, you know, not rubbing it in. I did choose the Lions because I thought they would play hard, but they were lucky, and that's just the truth, and you've got to make your own luck. And um... Well, especially if you're going to be lucky uh, against, you know, one of the all-time great teams at home on opening day, well, take your luck. Got to be more to it than that. Well, Jones has uh, sat in the stands for a KC, and, and he's signed his contract now, so he'll be back for week two. Uh, you picked the Browns to beat the Bengals, and didn't they give them a touch-up? And uh, some ordinary games in this in this round, because we'll go over it a bit later on. But close games don't always make them a good game either. But the Bengals, Joe Burrow, who would have picked him to get 84 yards passing for a game? 24-3, the Browns, led by Deshaun Watson. Um, the Bengals were absolutely horrific, mate. They stunk, and... But they started the same way, I think, last year, and Burrow missed a bit of time, and he hasn't practiced. So, I mean, we know what he can do, uh, but the Browns' defense looks legit. That, I think, that was a big part of my takeaway, was that a bunch of defenses look legit, but usually defenses start out stronger than offenses. Yeah, look, they do. They do. The Ravens did what they needed to do against the Texans. A couple more injuries to the Ravens. They just seem to be the injury-riddled team. But the Texans are as bad as we thought they were. 25-9. to nine. Pretty standard win for the Ravens there. It takes a long time to get yourself off the canvas from the bottom of the uh, bottom of the pile, no matter what you do with um, draft picks. So I think the Texans dumped any player they had away a couple of years ago. And, and also, I mean, let's be honest, the quarterback from the previous match we were talking about uh, left the place in complete disarray. So, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a fair while. You picked the Bucks, to, uh, I believe, to beat the Vikings. You don't like the Vikings at all. Um, average game, but Vikings left a, uh, a win on the table there, I think. 
if you had have said to me that I'm going to get the the Buccaneers right and the Bengals right or, and the Browns right last week, I'd have said I'm probably going to uh, almost run the table. But I just don't think. Look, everyone knows I'm not a Vikings fan. That's the way it goes in division. But last year they were pretty lucky, one score games, and uh, and I'll tell you what, Baker, maybe he was lucky, but uh, great because I thoroughly enjoyed that. No, exactly. Falcons beat a pretty disappointing Panthers, 24 to 10. Um, good start for the Falcons there. Um, you know, I'm not sure what to make of the Falcons at the moment. But, you know, Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18. They didn't really use him too much there. And Bryce Young, you know, in a losing team, 20 from 38, mate. So they really... I mean, between the two of them, there was only 56 passing attempts and only 261 yards. But Bryce Young, uh, two intercepts. It happens to rookie quarterbacks, doesn't it? Yep, and everyone loves the Falcons coach. And, uh, you know, we're going to know where they're at next week. They didn't throw the ball at all. I don't think they can sit there and do that against our defense next week. They've got one of the most, you know, potentially great tight ends in the comp sitting at their disposal. Um, you know, maybe they'll use him. Who knows? Well, they're going to need to do more than they did against the Panthers. Commanders got up against the Cardinals. I think we all picked that. Um, but it was the, the Cardinals were in front for a long, long stretch in that game. So um, Commanders will be pretty stoked to get a, a four-point win there. Said more to me about the fact that Washington Football Club couldn't beat them at home with all the hype around that uh, change in ownership. Well, they did. The... they did. Win. They did win. Well, the... but it took them everything they had to yeah. actually beat the Cardinals, who everyone had ranked as, if not the 32nd, the 31st worst team in the comp. Oh, 100%. 100%. We certainly did. Um, the Colts were in this game against the Jags for a long, long way. Um, the Colts were, not, Colts were not bad, but the Jags got over them in the end, mate. So uh, Trevor Lawrence would be a very happy man. Well, the Jags have got a lot to live up to this year, so... That's probably to be expected. And, and you know, uh, the Colts rolling out in UQB don't have their number one running back on the field, Jonathan Taylor. I was pretty excited with the rumours that uh, Packers were actually trying to bring him in. Yeah, I mean, look, um, good good player. He, he <laughs> let's be honest about it, there's probably only one team he is going to go to, mate, if he was going to go. Tim Ursay said, oh, yeah, well, um, you can have him, but we're getting Christian Watson, so... I yeah. don't think anyone's going to do business with Verso. No, no, they're not at all because the team that was right in the firing line to get him was the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Um, two, two very, very good bids rejected. Um, and he was not a happy camper because that Dolphins is where he wanted to go. Uh, Lawrence, he had an okay day, mate. Two touchdowns, 241 yards, an intercept. Well, I thought Anthony Richardson was pretty good, mate, in his, um, you know, touchdown and intercept, 200 yards. And he and he and he on the ground as well, mate. He did it. So, forty yards rush and a rushing TD. He looks, oh, if he's not he careful, he better make sure he's got his health insurance filled out, though. Yeah, he's he's going to cop an absolute hammering, isn't he? The way mm. the way he plays. But geez, it was a pretty good debut that one in a loss. Um, but they're also calling it up for a rookie quarterback, and I think that's nuts. And I think that tells you that the guy probably can't throw that well. No, you're right. The Steelers, who I thought would play a lot better than this, got absolutely pumped by the Niners. And the Niners looked good on both sides of the ball there, mate. I think I was up on my soapbox before the game because everyone knows that the Niners are the team that I, after the Vikings and the Bears, probably hate the most in the comp. But they're going to be hard to stop this year, mate. Tip of my hat to the great 
Kyle Shanahan, obviously, uh, I was wrong and everyone else is right. He's the greatest coach of all time. We might as well forget about it now. They'll, they'll win it. Oh, mate, I love it. The next two games were extremely forgettable to watch, mate. The uh, Saints got over the Titans 16-15 and the Raiders beat the Broncos 17-16 in, in two very forgettable games. And this is what we're saying, mate. Just because it's a close game doesn't make it a good game. They were two very ordinary games to watch. No, I don't take my hat off to Derek Carr. I mean, the guy hasn't been loved around the place. I still just don't get how the, you know, the Raiders, some of the decisions that they make. Darren Waller's rolling around somewhere else, and you've got, you've got Derek Carr playing somewhere else, and they're going to be going nowhere. Jimmy G almost got killed early on that game, hey? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, was, but... I was pretty happy to see um, Derek Carr win, and I, I have to say that that's one of the better quarterback buys for not a huge amount comparatively in the comp. And I think, I think the Jets would have to be kicking themselves. We'll come to that later on that what they did because they could have had a guy like Derek Carr for a long time. A hundred percent. Mate, Chris uh, Olavey or Chris Olave, uh eight receptions for 112 yards. Very happy to have a few of his signed rookie cards, mate. I think he's going to be around for a fair while. Um, Pat's, really took it up to the Eagles. Exactly what you said. They tried to keep it low scoring. Their defense was very good. But it's going to be the story of their season, mate. They're just not going to be able to put enough uh, enough uh, points on the board. I thought Mac Jones was really good. But how's this, mate? Bill Belichick, 54 passing attempts for Mac Jones. I, it felt very un-Belichick-like, that game. No, they've been kind of running that same thing for a while. They're yeah. not trusting their running game. And a, Mac Jones is not a, a high-rotation um, throwing quarterback. But you have to say that it almost, uh, given what a sage coach that he is, and, and he's actually got an offensive coordinator there now, I was watching that game at the end. I was really enjoying it. I loved the weather and all that. It was yeah. awesome. And the jersey matchup, everything was great. And I thought Mac Jones had put that right on the numbers for old maybe it didn't drag his foot. Mate, that was the um That's poor that's poor that's poor wide receiving there. I know we don't do stats all the time about stuff, right? But on every kind of um stat that you'd want to look at, if you didn't know the score, you would have thought the Pats won that game. Um I just thought, yeah, I thought that was one would have been a nice little start of the season for them. And the Eagles, they played pretty darn ordinary and get the win, mate. And that's what good teams do. And the Eagles are no scrubs. I mean, that was, gee, that was, I thought that was, well, we could question Mark is um, the number of times that he's got Mac Jones throwing, but my God, I'd say we can't question Mark is his defense. No, no, exactly right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> mate, you will question that defense uh, next week when they play the, the Dolphins, mate, because you, I don't think they'll cover the Dolphins whatsoever. There won't be many teams who will this year in terms of defense. So, um, just, you don't be writing all those checks just yet. We've got oats to where I've spoken to you yet. Don't worry. It's all, hey, that's hey. Coming. How often have I written checks about the Dolphins over the years? I know, and that's why you're best not to do it. No, no, gonna gonna write it up, gonna write it up. Rams uh, beat a very disappointing Seahawks. Geno Smith was absolutely ordinary and didn't get supported. In uh, his front line, just let him down as well. And he was he was a Geno, unfortunately that he used to be. And Matty Stafford threw for three hundred and thirty-four yards. I thought he was fantastic. Somewhere between that game and the uh, and and the Niners steal, isn't it? it 
that has to be the upset of the round. I, I think the Steelers game, it was the fact that it was such a pantsing was a was a big turnaround, yeah. you know. But yeah. but that game there was it was outrageous because I mean I I went I went all in chin in first on on the Seahawks and probably shouldn't have done that. Oh, mate, the, the offensive the, the offensive line, line, if the offensive line's not there, you can't do anything. Uh, they were so bad. Uh, look, I don't know if they could be any worse. Your Packers were fantastic against the Bears. I think the score, uh, 38 to 20, actually flattered uh, the Bears in the end. A very tight first half. Um, but Jordan Love did what he had to do. Three touchdowns, 245 yards. I thought he wasn't too bad. I thought Aaron Jones was really good for you. Uh, you must have been extremely happy with that result. The defense teed off as well. Yep. Yeah, I was excited. I was very happy. I watched that game from go to woe live. I was I was so excited for the start of the season. And as we said, I haven't been that excited for the start of an NFL season for years. And I probably don't need to explain why that is very much. But if someone's walking around always throwing shade on your organization, um, even if they're the best thing that's ever been there, um, sometimes get them out of there. Well, the... And, uh... Yeah, I agree with that, mate. But then, and then I made maybe... a statement. I made a statement last week. Uh, I'm going to trust the quarterback selection capacity of the Green Bay Packers because they've basically gone from Bart Starr to to the Magic Man to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and they've been preparing something that no one else does anymore. Been sitting for years, and he can play. Look out. He's coming well, well, because most gonna... of his results came on. On he made he made all his money on third down there, mate. You make uh, you're you're telling me to to keep a lid on it, mate. And uh, then but you we've go got no expectations. We've got no well, expectations, mate. I, I know some other people think it, another game was game of the round, but I thought the Dolphins Chargers was was definitely. I thought it was a just a fantastic game. You didn't know who was going to win it. I thought Herbert and uh, Tua just went throw for throw at one stage with each other. But to a game of his career, mate, 466 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. Um, he was absolutely fantastic. But the player of the game, my goodness, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, yeah. Oh, my God. 11 re- uh, receptions, 215 yards and two t- uh, TDs. But he just – they didn't matter how many people they put on him. He just burnt them off, mate. He looks brilliant. 215 yards for the cheater. He does look good, and it was a game for the ages. But you know, it was fun to watch. But they're not my favourite games. You say, "Oh, yeah," you know, just because it's tight doesn't make it great. I don't necessarily want to see up and down score, up and down like a basketball match. But that one, I enjoyed a lot more than the one a few years ago between the the Rams and um, and the Chiefs. Well, mate, I, I can't believe how good what I saw was a quantum leap in Tua's throwing. Well, Tua has definitely all season we'd seen that he'd put on weight. Um, he's been training. Like I know people go, oh, yeah, he's been training. But he's been training so, so hard. Like You cannot um, underestimate his work ethic. And, and he's definitely put on weight. And his throwing was just gorgeous. It, was, it wasn't just that it, it wasn't bullets. They were kind of looped into space. I just thought it was some of the most beautiful passing I've seen from a dolphin in many years, mate. He was feathering them in. That that try, what was I can't, who was the touchdown that I sent the message to? I couldn't believe it was just a beautiful throw. 
at the end, uh, a little fade away into the back end of the end zone. Uh, it was right was, towards the back end of the match. Mate, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I think that um, I think that was true. Uh, it was to a not well known player as well. It was um, one of the best throws I can ever remember seeing because yeah, River, it, it was literally um, came and nestled. Like we used to joke around out in the backyard, we would do that thing where you you walk like a uh, like a you know a laughing clown with your arms out, and the idea fast. was that somebody had to drop it in your bread basket. Yep, and he just did that, and it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe the touch. Yeah, it was some beautiful passing, and for me, you know, I, I'm not saying that um you know that's that's going to be tour all year, but I mean if he stays on his feet, he, he, yeah, there's a reason he was highly touted and. It was just really exciting for me, mate. And look, I am a pessimist, and like a lot of Dolphin fans, we are worried about next week against the uh, Pats because they generally do. Um, you know, we either stuff them or they stuff us. But for me, I don't. Where is I... it? Is it? Is it uh, Joe Robbie? Uh... Yeah, we we'll have to have a look at that, won't we? Because uh... that makes a big. No, it is. It is. It is a Pats home game. So are you there, mate? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, you just dropped yeah. out for a second. No, no, it's it my a, little connection. That's off Pat, the tour. He does things a, the right way. Mate, it is a Pat's home game. It's at Gillette Stadium. But if we could win that and, and two games on the road to start we're away. to win, yeah, we're, we're away. So who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a hard season. And then, um, mate, um, just before we get into the final game, um, the Giants-Cowboys. Oh, wow. Um, yes, Unbelievable defense by the Cowboys. Probably they've, you know, they'd have to have the best defense in the NFC in my mind. But the Giants—that's oh, questionable because you got the uh, you got the Eagles and the and the Niners. Oh yeah, look, all three teams you could you know flip a coin or you know can't flip a coin on three things. But um, too far behind them either, just quietly. Well, mate, as good as Cowboys, as good as the Cowboys were, the Giants broke every record. Um, I think the records they had in that game, only one team's ever done in a whole season, and they did it all in one game, and they did not score a point. Um, Just watching them, though, I mean, it seemed like every... It it reminded me a bit of the Vikings, that they got every juice of luck, a stroke of everything went their way last year, because I don't ever think that anyone thinks that they were a playoff team, right? Nah. And they looked at... It was men against boys, and that was an embarrassment for the for the Giants. And they are definitely you're looking at that, and you're looking at the, the two divisions, and they're looking at being little brother in New York for a little bit of time to come. By the look of it, to me. Well, get into the final game, an absolutely an amazing win uh, under the circumstances by the Jets, um, losing Aaron Rodgers, as everyone knows, in the fourth play of the game. I thought he'd done an ankle injury, like a high ankle, when I first saw it. Um, because an Achilles usually, you know, it kind of goes, it snaps kind of thing. And uh, people have made a lot of jokes, John, about uh, about uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I won't be. Um, no, it's be a, a joke for his own, I would have hoped. All right, well, mate, there's some pathetic things that were said. But from, I suppose this is the, th- the thing, the Jets have got a great defence, but unless they sign a quarterback, there is no way on God's earth Zach Wilson's taking them to the playoffs. Yeah, he struggles. But I want to go back to Aaron, if I can, if that's all right. Of course. Um, I sent you a message last night, and I'm sure that 
I'm sure that you understand what I said is mm. I take no pleasure in 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 watching that. Mind you, I was pretty upfront last week when I said that Aaron, for all the dumps he's taken on our organisation, has never been playing with a bad offensive line. We've turned out great offense. That's one of the reasons why he's been able to stand back in the pocket so long, decide when to run, change all the plays, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's in front of a joke offensive line. I said to last week in the preview, I'm just waiting for him to go. Now, all four plays that they ran, they were coming for him. They were coming for him, but that play, it was a three, you know, like a three-step drop, and and he decided to hold on to the ball. The player That's what who he was, does. I, I know, but the player who got to him in the end was on the ground. He just needed to get rid of that ball, man. He had to get rid of the ball in that circumstance. Well, and what I was, the other thing I said to you, and I said it in the text, is, you know, right there and then, the guy should have retired as a Packer. And this whole sideshow, and it was all about Aaron. It was always all about Aaron. And sometimes if you live in that kind of hubris bowl, sometimes it's going to come back and bite you. And, 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 and even for whatever happens now, if he retires tomorrow, He's probably going to have to do the five-year wait like Brett did until he walks back in the Lambo and gets that farewell. He should have got in the game. He just got injured in. You know what I mean? Well, I do. I do know what you mean. And uh, look, the Jets the Jets uh, got their win, a fantastic win, an emotional win. The Bills, on the other hand, could not have been worse. I, 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 I just cannot remember seeing a, a good player. And on stats, you'll go, he got 236 yards. But Josh Allen, yeah, he ran for 36 yards. Fumbles, three intercepts. I mean, throwing, he was throwing to He was players. throwing the triple coverage. Oh, my God, mate. That's probably probably the worst game he could have. Oh, it's got to be the worst game of his career, doesn't it? No, the last play, playoff game he played last was pretty bad. So, mate, um, look, the thing from a Finn's point of view is um, I was at at that point in the game where I went, right, the Jets don't have Rogers for the maybe a few weeks because I mm. didn't know he was out for the year. So I'm thinking Rogers is out for a few weeks. Um, Bills are the favourite of the division. So I was kind of umming and ahhing who I wanted to win in overtime, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but what an unbelievable play to win the game from a player who was in the practice squad, didn't look like he, he looked like he was going to be cut. Um, he makes the team, signs a good contract, and then and then you know he gets the um, the kickoff return to win the game. It was a really beautiful story of, of the person who won it, mate. I, I I thought it was awesome, but that was a terrible. You know, Josh Allen's now gone five and zero in overtime games, and he looked it because that was a terrible um, drive when they won the toss and took the ball. Yeah, and the was. kick was atrocious. Yeah, and but, but still, and the coverage return. was terrible. And the kicker looked like he'd never played any sort of contact sport when the ball came near him. No, and all he... around, I, I'm I'm going to eat humble pie because I had them pinned again to be the class of the AFC, but I'm going to make an early call. I'm worried about Josh Allen. I think he's... You know what? I reckon he's seeing ghosts. Yeah, and... something was going on with some of those passes, mate, because they were not passes from a, from a relaxed quarterback, were they? No, and... And what was a very, very wide-open window for the Bills, and a lot of goodwill and all that, and, and the goodwill will still be there, but it's closing quick, and I think a lot of people are going to be out of there real soon if that happens. Well, Xavier Gibson, hats off. Um, uh, you know, two kick returns, two punt returns, 66 yards um, for his punt returns and, and the match-winning touchdown. 
uh, for a guy who was really on the edge of, of making a team. It's just one of the most beautiful stories. I was really happy yep. for him, mate. hundred um, percent. And I also think there's no chance that the, 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 the um, Jets are going to be able to continue that same with that same vibe. Yeah, they've got team all round, but like you say, with Wilson, they'll struggle. And honestly, the other thing I think is that um, NFL take a big L because getting rid of kickoffs and getting rid of those fun kick returns yep. is one of the worst. That's just one of the worst decisions. I used to love kickoff returns. Well, they're I, gone. I do too, mate. I agree with you. But look, let's look at the standings. Jets and Dolphins on top of the AFC East. Raiders on top of the AFC West. They're the only team who won. Browns and Ravens both had their wins. And uh, the Jags, the only winner in the AFC South. Um, The Cowboys, Commanders and Eagles um, did what they needed to do. Uh, NFC West, Rams and 49ers. Um, Your team uh, and the Lions were the only two who won in the NFC North. And um, three winners in the South, uh, NFC South, Falcons, Buccaneers and Saints, mate. So, no. Sorry, sorry, mate. You're just cutting out a little bit there, buddy. I said no one would have picked that. <laughs> no, mate, no. Hey, we've covered the NFL. We've had a really good run there, mate. The AFL big story of the week is Maynard getting no weeks. Um, it's been now appealed by the AFL itself. Um I think the big story out of this is the AFL is very confused with its um, concussion rules and what it's trying to do with head contact. I think the big story is that the guy was on his way down and, um, you know, I kind of figured that if it took, it took till coming out of a commercial break and, and a few other, probably the coach going down to the boys on the field to get Melbourne fired up to start a fight, that no one on the field thought it was that bad either. Well, mate, the thing for me is, um, and I said it to my old man when it happened and everything, I, I said that, uh, look, I don't think there's anything in it. But the AFL's got itself so confused about the, the you know, co- contact. Personally, I don't know what he could have done to avoid the contact. Um, but my thoughts are with Brayshaw and his family because he, he's really been a concussion uh, victim over the past few years. So... Collingwood did what they had to do against Melbourne. Um, they're into a preliminary final. Carlton held on in, against Sydney in an absolute classic low-scoring game, but a classic game. GWS steamrolled uh, the Saints, and your team looked very impressive in the second half against Port. Yeah, we did. Um, and, you know, I guess this year is the year that we have to get to the finals, that the players are making those sort of sounds. I think everyone knows that this is the time. Uh, GWS are very impressive. Um, and, oh, I don't know, Collingwood. The, the final six teams we got in there, really good final six, mate. I, you know, Collingwood... I wasn't the, very unhappy to see the back of uh, Sydney, to be honest, so they can go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, mate, but Collingwood, my dad will get upset about that. I always say I'm not a fan of Sydney. Collingwood and Brisbane into home preliminary finals, which is um, kind of what we tipped... Uh, a fair while back, actually. Um, mm. But the teams who who got through the elimination finals are in red hot form. Carlton and GWS. Um, yeah, they're both. Mu- they're... Sorry, mate. You just keep cutting out with your headphones at the moment. Sorry, mate. They're both double double uh, digit win streaks, aren't they? Absolutely. And look, GWS um, come up against Port. Port will be under all sorts of. I think when you've lost that first. Um, 
you know, a qualifying final and you've lost it badly, it's hard to come back. And, and GWS um, in Adelaide will be a very tough team to beat. I, I know they're playing away, but I'm, I'm pretty keen on GWS beating Port. Uh, Port Adelaide have got the home ground. I think every year we sort of fall into the same trick because one team lost and the other team won. Well, no, for me, it's the big bodied and fast midfield of GWS. I'm not worried about the results. It's, it's how GWS are playing at the moment um, and a very um, flexible forward line. I just think the big bodies of GWS on a Saturday night, it'll be slippery in Adelaide. Oh, I, I just really like GWS. So I think I think they'll take the win against Port, mate. All right, so we're making our call. Okay, I've sort of felt all year that Port are pretenders, so I'm going to go with GWS as well. And I'm Toby Green didn't have his biggest game the other day; just was hanging around. Uh, look out, because he still I still think he's one of the most dangerous players left alive in the comp. Mate, you can hate him when you play against him, but every single club would love Toby Green in their side right now. He's a gun, and he's Absolute been loyal to the, uh, the GWS, and, and 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 such an incredibly intelligent footballer. Like I love those guys who aren't that big or fast or whatever, but just know what football's about. And he's one of those guys, I reckon. And I, I think you'd agree. He's one of my favourite players in the comp. I've been saying it for a long time. Mate, um, Melbourne take, Colt, take on Carlton on Friday night. And I honestly don't know which way this will go. I think Harry Mackay um, being out will be a massive loss for them up forward. Um, I would, I've been thinking that Carlton's in such great form that they're dangerous in this one. But I think Melbourne will beat Carlton. It's pretty hard to take both of the teams coming from the bottom of the draw to, to, to go through because this well, I mean, I guess no one's travelling, but um, also, I mean, GWS is a little bit more seasoned, aren't they, really? Um, and Carlton haven't been around for a long, long time, so maybe they're all the excitement of last week and everyone being in the dressing rooms and patting them on the back and, you know, suddenly there's a lot of love for Vossi at Carlton, huh? Well, exactly right. It doesn't... Um, it, neither... The, the Melbourne-Carlton game wouldn't surprise you who won that. Like, if Carlton came out and won, you wouldn't go, oh, that was a shock. If Melbourne beat them comfortably, you wouldn't say that's a shock either. It's, it's just one of those games. Very, very hard to pick. Well, I hope they belt the crap out of each other and get a ton of suspensions. Yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. Well, both teams will be without a couple of key players uh, on Friday night. I'm going to tip Melbourne... In a pretty close one. Well, we're just mirroring each other's tips. Well, there we go, mate. And that would mean if that if that happened, um, so being the lowest, so you'll play the lowest. No, so you'll play the highest. No, no, we're, we're either playing Melbourne or Carlton. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that that works. So, oh yeah, I reckon you'd prefer. I reckon you'd prefer to play Melbourne, mate. Mate. Because. Because they've Carlton, got a, they, they've got a lot more to worry about coming to play at the Gabba than we have with them coming to see us. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't get me wrong on that. But um, Carlton will take a massive supporter base up to the uh, to the Gabba, mate. A lot of expats and everything like that. I think you'd prefer to play Melbourne, mate. I, you know, get you, that's just it's bleh. There's nothing in it as a fan to worry about who you'd rather get because then depending on what happens, you one you either lull yourself into a bad state or or two you lull yourself into being overconfident and that's fans and players so I, I can't imagine anyone cares who wins 
Nah, mate. Well, look, we go to the NRL, and the two qualifying finals were absolute cakewalks. Both were 26-point wins. The Broncos shut out the storm. Uh, a fantastic um, game by the Broncos. And the Storm could have got back into the game with an early try, didn't get there, and were just did not very unbellamy like the team never looked like it, never came to play. And the Panthers were fantastic against the Warriors. So Broncos and Panthers into the uh, uh, preliminary finals and, and, and two very worthy teams to be there. Broncos were very super impressive. Uh, starting to get worried about my pain Haas never winning a competition call, but I'm going to stick <laughs> with it. So, um, but I thought the Broncos were excellent. And I've got to say, I'm pretty happy to be fair for Kevin Walters, but they've got a lot of work to do. They, you know, they're the most well-looked-after club in the history of rugby league, really. So the fact that they haven't been to this stage since, what was it, 2006 or something, is a nonsense. Wow, very, very, very impressive wins there. The two um, the, the two uh, later games, or the Saturday night, Saturday night game and then the Sunday game, Sharks and Roosters, Roosters 13-12, and then the Knights in an absolute blockbusting game, that um, knocking the Raiders out 30-28. to 28. What a season for the Knights. Has to be coach of the year, doesn't he? Yeah, he's done well. And... <clears throat> And uh, yeah, no, that was good. It's good to see the Knights back up into a, into the big time because they they pull a big fan base. Oh, great fan base! Really good ground too. Having been there for both uh, NRL and um, for the soccer, uh, yeah, I was going to say soccer. I went football, uh, but for the A League, yeah, yeah, mate, such a great ground. Really enjoyable uh, ground to watch football at. You know uh, what? You know what? Roy and HG still call it, don't you? No, it's the Joyce Main. Oh, they they have they do too. They've never got away from that. Love Roy and HG. So we're into the semis, mate. The Storm play the Roosters. I hate the Roosters. I can't see the Storm playing anywhere near as badly as it did the week before. And I reckon the Storm will get over the Roosters. Warriors take on the Knights. Once again, Warriors have had a sensational year. It's a danger game, but I think the Warriors will win this one. I'm going to go the opposite to you on both games. I actually think it's the clash of um, the two best coaches in the in the NRL taking place with the Roosters and the Storm. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yep. I've I've I've, I've long said that Trent Robinson to me is the one guy. I think he's the best coach in the NRL, regardless of who he's got at his disposal. Uh, Bellamy is right there with him. I, obviously, I've got Wayne Bennett. I'm whatever the ones who are still alive. I'm going to go with Robinson to come up with something. I just, I rate the guy so highly. I think he's a brilliant coach. I think the Storm have got too much firepower and to get beaten 20. They're not firing, mate. Well, they have been. They got thumped the week before They because they have been fired. They have finished off the season very well. One week, a terrible. They're not firing in that game. They just got poleaxed. Yeah, one game. Yeah, I know. I look, I just fancy Robinson to go in and, and unhinge them. Yeah, I just think because I'm just saying it because I can. It doesn't really matter anyway. So, no, nothing, nothing we say. Well, mate. in the other game, um, I just go with the Knights. Yeah, good on you. I mean, I, I, that was one I, I wouldn't be upset if the Knights won that. Um, but I, I, I really think um, there's a lot of firepower at the Storm and to be shut out the week before the way they were. I think they'll get revenge in Melbourne. Not revenge. You can't get revenge against the team you haven't played. I think they'll uh, 
beat the Roosters in Melbourne, mate. And I think it's um, there'll be a big turnout there, I reckon, as well. So, I think I, it's a fait accompli that the, 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 that the Panthers are going to play the Broncos in the grand final. It does very, very, very much seem that way. And uh, I'll be barracking for the Panthers very, very hard and long and loud. Look at you. Good job. <laughs> so, mate, um, we, we saw... Um, Coco Goff win the uh, US Open for the women and it's some really awesome video footage, mate, of her as a seven and eight-year-old going to the US Open with her family and um, celebrating in the stands when Serena Williams won and it's her hero and then she goes and wins uh, the US Open. And I was thinking, oh, Coco Goff, she's got to be in her 20s. She's... How old is she? I think she's only 19 still. That I think they said she was 19, yeah. That cannot be right. She's not 12. Well, she's been around for a long time, right? 12's happened before in women's tennis, hasn't it? But I don't think it's going to happen these days, but... She's 19. Yeah, 19. Um, But she looked fantastic. So, um, yeah, good on her, Coco Goff. And then uh, Djokovic um, breaking all sorts of records, winning a really, really tough final. And um, congratulations to him as well. You know, I haven't been a fan, but you have to acknowledge greatness. And he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. He is good. I'm surprised that they, uh, you know, some for some unknown reason that the FBI didn't come and just arrest him retrospectively and have him locked up. Oh, yeah. Not having, not having an injection. Do you know what I do find funny, though, man? What? Like, p- people continue to tell me how funny he is. Djokovic? I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I refuse to see it. He's like, never made me laugh. He is not a funny man. That's like saying Ivan Lender was funny. No, that's beyond a joke. That's a, that's taking it too far, mate. I'm not I'm not going to have that. He's Ivan Lendl, he had the personality of wet cardboard, didn't he? I don't know. I, I look, yeah, I think so. Well, he, he it was it was rough trying to get a laugh out of him or Pete, to be fair. And 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 but even then, his tennis matched his temperament, didn't it? It was, I mean, he was a fantastic tennis player, but he was boring to watch. Oh my! He was God. a hard quarter all day, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, congratulations, mate, to uh, both those players. I didn't watch a lot of the US Open. I generally do. Uh, I lost a bit of um, my love for tennis there, mate. Um, I used to be a massive, massive fan. Well, I thought you were going to give me a pat on the back because I was actually able – I said something positive about tennis. You did, mate. You did. It's uh, One day I'm going to get you to say something positive about the next sport I'm going to quickly touch on. And – Suck at US. They finished fourth in the world championships. Of what? Basketball. Is it full strength teams or pretend teams? No, they didn't bring they didn't bring their what you would consider their best team, but the rest of the world did bring their best team. Right, uh, can I guess who won? Was it, it wasn't obviously it wasn't Australia who I would have heard, right? No. So, was it Lithuania? No. Latvia? Keep going. Spain? Keep going. It wasn't New Zealand. No. Uh, okay, it has to be like some European country. It was a European country. And two European countries in the final. Isn't it normally Spain, Lithuania and Latvia that play hard? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. Poland? Nope. Russia? Nope. Oh, they wouldn't have been allowed to go. Um, all right, Bala, my last shot is... Um, Belarus. Actually, Germany, mate. 
Germany won the World Cup in yep. in basketball. Lucky because it because their football team's gone down the toilet. Well, the thing is, um, you, you don't and I'm not being rude. It's not a sport that you love. Um, it's a sport that I love. But I just want to uh, Dennis Schroeder, Fran Wagner, these guys they play in the NBA. Um, and a lot of this is what's happened now. All these teams, including Australia, having like six uh, NBA players. America. How did we go? No, we were knocked out in the uh, in, in in the first knockout round, mate. We we. I didn't hear one thing about that. Yeah, there was a lot going on at the time. We it was very well followed by those who who, who enjoy basketball. And Australia um, blew a couple of chances. In fact, we had Germany on toast, um, and we blew that game down the stretch. Did but, I hear that Lithuania beat the USA in the semi final? Yeah, and then and then um, they lost in the in the playoff for third and fourth, so they actually came fourth. Right, and then Lithuania finally get to a final without the Yanks there no, after they, beating they, them, and they didn't win. No, no, Lithuania were knocked out in the quarterfinals by Serbia, um, oh. but you know, I'm just I suppose trying to put it into perspective. The best player in the world last or last, the last few years um, is a guy called. Uh, uh, Nikola Jokic or Jokic, and, yeah, and he is unbelievable. Right, he's the guy that they stiffed for the MVP in the Absolute, NBA, isn't it? Yeah, because he would have won three in a row. And because fit. maybe because he's um, European, it could be. But this is what's happening, right? And mm. there's a thing in the past. So what will more than likely happen is that for the next uh, FIBA World Cup, America will send their best team ever. Um, but the thing is. It doesn't mean they'll win anymore because every single team is loaded with NBA players now. And European basketball is so strong, mate. Like, it's so, so strong. Like, we're going to give an example. Um, the, the players who played, uh, Bogdanovich and players like that who played for Serbia, these are all, and like, really, really top NBA players. So, you know, the time of US domination may not ever come again. Good. When we were kids... Did you ever foresee anybody other than an Afro-American boxer winning a world title in the heavyweights? No. Well, it's all changed, hasn't it? So it really has. And, and, and so, you know, it's for, for a basketball fanatic like me, um, when people were saying this American team um, is, you know, could struggle, I, I still thought they were going to either make the – I thought they were going to make the final or if they didn't make the final, come third. They came fourth. So they'll send everyone. You know what I mean? They will send everyone. But um, that's awesome. I, I tell you what, that's actually put a little pep in my step. That's great news. Well, that's their first. So ever. who knocked the Yanks out in the semi-final? No, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. Um, oh, really? What by Lithuania? Oh, was it? No, it had to be the semi. Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm losing the pot here. Um, it had to be Lithuania. I'd have to go back and have a look. It's, it was a week or so ago. So I'm sorry. When who was in the final? It was uh, Serbia and Germany. So it was, must have been Serbia who knocked them out. Oh, man. I tell you what, that's, Serbia, if they if they knocked the Yanks out and then got beaten in the final of that, right, that's like when um, the last Rugby World Cup, when England absolutely played one of the best games ever and beat the All Blacks in a semi-final. And then South Africa went under the radar the whole time and won the tournament. Well, that was the kind of tournament it was. It was there for anyone to grab, mate. So, um, any other any other sport you want us to cover there at all? No, mate. Well, what did LeBron have to say about this? He would have been like frothing about the fact that 
you know, anybody from Europe actually wasn't that cool. <laughs> well, mate, he wasn't there. So I, I, I tell you what, though, we, you know, you're a Gold Coast boy. I lived there for many years. The world did Champions- ESPN cover it. Oh, or yeah. did they take it off the air when it was obvious that they weren't going to win? <laughs> no, it was covered. I'll tell you right. what, though, mate. For, for, we live on the Goldie, and oh, you, I don't live on the Goldie anymore, but I'll be back there again. Mate, very exciting for a lot of retirees. The 2023 World Champion of Champions, Lawn Bowles, is on, mate. Watch out. Is that on? This, when's that start? <laughs> I don't know if I even got that right. I don't know if I'm just making up crap. Uh, mate, I used to live next door to Kelvin Kirko. Oh, how cool. And, and I used to live next door to Kelvin when he won the actual Commonwealth Games. It was awesome. Mate, it's at Rabina right now. Day one was uh, day one was today. It was a mixed well, day. school holiday starting in two days' time. I might get down there. I'll tell you what, if you still get still get beers at like 1970s prices at Rabina, it's good. Been there for a Christmas party. Mate, there we go. The... Uh... The 2013 champion, Karen Murphy, got hers, uh, got her campaign off to a good start. So there you go. 2023 World Champion of Champions. Day one was today. So it's not the actual World Championship then because they've just made up another tournament. It's the World Champion of Champions. I don't know what that means. Does, does that mean anyone who's won a championship in any sport can come along to the Horn Bowls? Did the Yanks send their full-strength basketball team down to try and claim this title? I think they'd have to, wouldn't they? Oh, man, I love it when they get beaten in anything. It's so good. Uh, the only other thing, mate, um, I know that we've dropped off the uh, whole Formula One thing, but uh, I actually sell a lot of Formula One cards uh, at my market store, and I love my Formula One cards, right? Right. Appen is on fire. It's just a matter of time before he wins uh, the 2023 uh, World Championship, isn't it? Who? Max Verstappen. Oh, Ma- oh I well, they'll have to – what's – um. What's the uh, what's the other guy got to say about that? Well, I don't know, mate. But um, right now, it, the, the standings are here. Yeah, Verstappen's up by one hundred and forty-five points. Um, so the, here it is: it's Verstappen leading Sergio Perez, leading Fernando Alonso, and Lewis Hamilton is in fourth. Fernando Alonso's still going. Holy <laughs> smokes! I've been out of it for ages. But like, I kind of think that Fernando Alonso was going against Keki Rosberg rather than his son. <laughs> well, mate, Carlos Sainz in uh, fifth and Charles Leclerc in sixth. Mate, I own probably 100-odd of all six of those guys' different cards. So I've got rookie cards. I've got cards of them on podiums. I've got cards with them in the car. I'm loving my Formula 1 cards. And I'll tell you what, Tops do a fantastic job, mate. I'm just going to let you know. Tops Formula 1 cards are absolutely mint. Well, that but- is... That is information that I needed. I can tell you this, that um, if you can find one of the great John Watson from Northern Ireland from about 1982, then Mate, that aside for me because I'll pay for that. If you don't think I could find that, you don't know me in cards. <laughs> because that was one of those sports where I, I, I always went for whoever the UK guys were and slash the Australian. And it was only ever Alan Jones, right? Yeah. Yep, so yep. I would go for like Martin Brundle and... John Watson and all that. and it was, I used to love Formula One. I thought Formula One was one of the coolest things ever. And it became so boring. Oh, mate, it has. But I, I, I still love my cards and stuff. And I tell you what, send me the, send me the details of that guy through and I'll have a look for you. Um, it's not hard. But, John Watson. Yeah, I get it. but I, it's I'll, quite, It sounds like John with Watson then, on the end. Yeah. You know I'll forget it, though. I'll but, send it there. It's all good. And but, it would be awesome if he was riding in a Tyrrell six-wheeler. 
Now, can I can I just before we go, mate? Can I just let you know a couple of the uh, recent cards I picked up? Is that okay with you? Yeah, go, man. So I, I sell my cards at uh, Caboolture Markets, and in the short term aim is to, or medium term aim is to open up my own card store. And because I follow so many sports from around the world, I think I'm well positioned. But today I picked up a triple pack of um, in auction. I got three Joe Montana game worn jersey cards. So two. Um, from his years at San Francisco and one from his years at Camp and the Chiefs. Yeah, mate. And got him for $100. Now, one of those... I don't understand. What does this mean when you say game-worn jersey card? You said you sent me a photo and I... Has it got a piece of his jersey in it or something? Yeah, it does, mate. So it comes with... Um, some cards will just have a bit of jersey. You don't know if it was bloody a training jersey or whatever. When it's sure. game-worn on there and everything, it is from a, a game... And, and the ones I've got actually tells you which games they were, which is even rarer. So I've got those three cards for 100. And they kind of reminds me of when they used to, well, they used to have to, when they consecrated an altar to Catholic Church, you used to have to have a piece of a relic of a saint. That's right. Brought in, it's got to be like put beneath the altar. So it's a bit like that, because like, you know, there's St. Francis of Assisi's left toenail. It's in there, done. Well, mate, these the uh, I can tell you these um, the game worn jersey um, things now aren't as big as they were back in the day. But these three cards I got for a hundred are just gorgeous. So I'm going to get rid of two of them, and I'm going to keep one of the Forty uh, ers one. One of the ones for Forty ers is a M, uh, MVP jersey. So in in one of his MVP years, which doesn't sound great, but they're gorgeous. Do you think be able to get uh, you, you'll be able to get your hands on the Aaron Rodgers game worn jersey from last night for full plays? I don't want to go down that path, but I do have quite a few Aaron Rodgers. I think I sent you one, didn't I? That I uh, game worn jersey from the other week. I might not have. I think you sent me a picture, and I wasn't overly interested, was I? No, no. The other pickup I got, mate, was a nineteen ninety six ninety seven. Uh, Ellen Iverson rookie uh, card, so that was pretty cool. I'm not sure what I'm gonna, if I'm going to sell that or not, but um, yeah, really enjoying my chase of cards. And, um, and and I think the biggest thing for me, John, last week at the markets was people who were return customers, and one of them was buying for his grandkids, and he said, "I just he saw me the week before, and he said, oh, my kids love the cards I got from you.' And what he did, he said, "Look, this is the amount of money I've got." And I want to set them up with some old players and new players. So he told me his budget and I was able to give him a mix of old players and new players. But some of them were um, what we call slabbed or rated um, and others were raw cards. And the kids, apparently from the feedback he gave me this week, the kids were absolutely over the moon. So I gave him things like a Steph Curry card that was, when we say rated, it means they've been sent off and verified and all that kind of thing. I gave him a Steph Curry, LeBron, a Jordan and a Shaq and a heap of um, new cards. And it was just real. It was really cool to see him enjoy giving those to his grandkids, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that's cool, man. And nine and it's 10 year with basketball, I'd be honest. Well, mate, nine and 10 year olds coming back um, with their parents and buying soccer cards from me and getting really He's excited. Gonna, could have given him like a, a Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, you know, Joe Flacco from the Baltimore Ravens. Super Bowl, that'd be cool. Well, mate, I've got a, um, I've got uh, definitely got a couple of Lewis cards, and I've got a rookie card of his, so that's not going anywhere. I'll hold on to that for a few more years. But um, a lot of kids coming and buying um, soccer cards off me, 
So the, I'm just going to give you the names that the kids were after these days, right? And none of it's going to surprise. Oh, give me some names you think. Kids. Oh, okay. Messi. Yep. Ronaldo. Yep. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rashford. Nope. There's no, three, he's not counting. Three, there's only three that the kids are after. Surely not Bex. Nope. Neymar. New guy. French. Mbappe. The kids oh, Killian. Them. Okay, fair enough. The kids yeah, well, he's, I like Killian. He's all right. They'll say to me, have you got Mbappe, um, Ronaldo, and Messi's? And what I do, mate, is I get a ton of the, like, what we call base cards, and I throw those in the box, and the kids will find a brand new Ronaldo or Messi, but they're just base cards, but they're so excited. So, you know, it's it's a pleasure to see that. Um, well, I don't want any of those. I'll have a Joe Luton, a Joe Willock, and a uh, uh, who else would I want at the moment? I've already got. Yeah, some... Give me, give me a Tenali, and, and and I'll be happy with that. Well, Tenali you can get, Tenali you can get, but not not. You can get some beautiful Tenalis, but not Newcastle cards at the moment. Uh, they'll be out pretty soon. I've actually put some uh, Newcastle cards aside for you, mate. So next time I see you, I'll Just a, uh... a Joe Litton at Wolfsburg. Oh, I tell you what, mate, I I picked up some Jude Bellingham's from um uh, when he was at Dortmund. Mm. Oh, they are mints, and no one's buying. When I say no one's buying them, I'm. I'd be queuing up. up for that because he's starting to round into looking like the best player in the England setup. Well, mate, I I've bought a ton of Jude Bellingham um, rated uh, cards, from... and he can only get better at Real Madrid, hey? I, I yeah, I agree, and I don't know why people are not buying his Dortmund cards. Now I've probably broken my duck, and anyone listening is going to go out and buy a heap of Dortmund cards, but. Um, those cards are not going to lose money at all. I don't know much about cards, but that guy's going to be a superstar. Oh, uh, mate, I'll do a, uh, I'll do a podcast. Uh, I'll bore people. No one will listen to it. And I'll do a podcast on cards and card collecting. Uh, See how it feels like we just did. We did, mate. We did. But, you know, I get a bit excited about it. And I, I send you guys my cards. Hey, how much does people... Keep me in the loop. I don't mind, man. It's funny. I look at that going, Paul's not growing up. Yeah, the... You're like... You like to do behind the curtain at the Wizard of Oz with the, you know, and to pull the curtain back there with the, uh, with the motorbike just pedaling. You do realise that when I get my own store going, I'm never retiring. I'm going to be that old dude in the card store until the, my last breath. You know that. Sounds like a perfect job for you, man. I, I honestly, I have to come and check out this, um, this store because I, I can't only imagine that you love it, that you know everything you're talking about, at least. At least when you're doing it, if you're doing what you love, you're never working a day in your life. So that's good, man. Yeah, mate. Oh, look, that's the thing. Um, I've got return customers on Sundays and people excited to see you. And that's a beautiful thing in life, isn't it? So, mate, we'll wrap this um, podcast up. Um, thank you to everyone for indulging us. Um, if you do want to talk about any sport at all, we try and cover as much as we can. And we take a bit of the piss, but we love sport. Anything final from you, mate? Uh, uh, I've got a lot of irons in the fire at the moment, so I'm 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 pretty excited. I haven't been excited about lots of stuff for a long time, but I, I yeah, I was very very happy with the Jordan Love debut, and long may it continue. And go the Lions, and that's about it, really. Well, we didn't even cover the EPL this week. We'll cover it as it returns on the weekend. Um, some great games coming up. We don't have time to cover it this week, but we will cover it next week. And long. May Villa be above Newcastle on the ladder? It won't be long. (laughs) 
Oh, mate. Well, I've got to enjoy the small victories, mate. The small victories after you thumped us after the first game. Fair enough, mate. It's all good. Mate, have a lovely night. I'm just about to eat. And uh, this is the Love Sport Podcast.